To dance, like do that Axl Rose kind of sway. I don't know what Sweet it is. Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I love that song. It is the Producer Michelle podcast. It is episode seven. Welcome back if you've hung in there uh, this long. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm getting a lot of uh, response of people saying they actually uh, like it. So I'm why happy you, about that. Why would you be surprised by that? I'm not surprised oh, okay, by it. Good. Hey, look, I know I'm funny. How dare you? I know you're very funny. How dare you? Oh, and okay, I know okay. like stories about my husband are funny yeah. and about my dogs are funny. So, you know, I think people, I knew people were going to win. win. I got to do it. We're doing this podcast right now because I got to get out of here because I'm taking my mom to Pachanga to go see Smokey Robinson tonight. That's going to be really awesome. And then, of course, we get to gamble. <laughs> so, <laughs> so far, I've won some money at Morongo. I won money at San Manuel, and now it's time to win at Pachanka. And it was was it episode five that you gave your slot uh-huh. machine strategy? If anybody yes. is new to the show and go wants back. to go back, and then we can actually find out. Yes, fresh off of the strategy sharing, mm-hmm. how well Michelle Cube did. Yes, and so I'll uh, I'll have to let you guys know next week. Can't wait. I plan to win big. I, I hope and remember do. the rule number one: positive attitude. <laughs> I t- I, I'm. If serious. you believe it, you will achieve it. Exactly. It's that. What is that? That whole. Philosophy. There was a the book secret? about it. Yeah, the secret. Mm-hmm. That's a whole bunch of BS. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe in positive. But slot machine strategy—that is real. Absolutely. The secret. Total BS. So I wanted to start with the People versus OJ Simpson. Oh, so good. Watched it this week again, and of course, Marsha Clark now has the straight hair with the little. You know, she mm-hmm. got she had the perm, and then she kind of had the not so permy perm, <laughs> what they called like the Jerry curl <laughs> perm. And now she's got the straight hair, so she's softening up her look a little bit. Uh, that poor woman. I just feel so oh, bad for how she was. Every time I watch that show now, I sit there and I, I go, man, I want to talk to Michelle to go, like, was it that bad for yep. her? Could you tell oh, when you're yeah. watching and covering all You could tell on the days when stuff, like when, like I told you last week, when the naked photos came yeah. out or when the topless photos came out. I shouldn't say naked because she wasn't completely naked. Um, you could tell in court the days after when she was really stressed. I mean, she she was a pretty kind of serious person in general, but you could tell there were days where she was having trouble kind of holding it all together. Wow. And yeah, I felt I felt bad for her. Poor thing. So anyway, this week it was all about the conspiracy, the planting of the DNA and the gloves and oh my god, the gloves, right? So the whole thing about the gloves was OJ ended up trying them on in court. And the hilarious part of that is Almost everything that happened surrounding that was pretty much true. Like it was it, the defense strategy was to get the, the prosecution was like, absolutely not. You do not do something unless you know the outcome, you know, so we're not going to make them try on the gloves because who knows? They had all the evidence surrounding the gloves, where they were purchased, um, who purchased them. Nicole purchased them, and he had them. So, you know, they thought it was just, hey, it's going to be a slam dunk just on the basis of the actual evidence. They didn't feel like they needed to have him try them on. Darden wanted him to try them on, <laughs> and Marsha was saying, no, uh-uh, no. Mm-mm. And you notice how 
they showed before this, you know, the whole little thing where she went to the party and they were having a great time and getting a little drunk and will going they, back won't to they? yeah, well, they won't they, and it didn't happen. And then the next day in court, she's a little pissy. <laughs> you could tell because she was like, "I wanted, I wanted some of that." Yeah, and you didn't come through. <laughs> she wanted so, to go black and never go back. <laughs> exactly, and so. She, in court the next day, she basically said, hey, listen, I'm the lead prosecutor. You're not going to do anything without running it by me, and I'm telling you no. The defense, now, I don't know the whole thing. I don't I don't believe the whole scene where Shapiro walks over and picks yeah. up the gloves and tries them on. I can't believe that that actually happened in court. I don't remember it happening because I can't believe they would let him touch pieces of evidence that are sitting there in court without them being in a plastic bag or, you know, whatnot. So I don't know how that part started, but I do know it ended up being um, a situation where the defense decided we're going to get the prosecution to make them try it on. And the whole scene with F. Lee Bailey walking over and says, hey, if you don't if you don't have them try on the gloves, then you got no balls, basically. My husband said that's absolutely what happened. Really? Yeah. How now, did I she don't, know? He, well, because he said that there were people who – he talked to in the district attorney's office uh-huh. that said yes, that F. Lee Bailey said something that basically made Chris Darden go, hey, I'm going to do this anyway, even though Marsha doesn't want me but to. But why would he fall for that? Why would he I think don't know. that? That seems, because to me, I was like, oh, that's a TV show thing. Yeah. And it could, I'm sure it was, uh, you know, it, it was embellished a little bit. So it was probably yeah, something would you, less. If they're on the other side, anything that they're right. like, if you don't do this, I'm going to. Like, why that would you would, fall for that? That would seem so transparent. I have no to me. idea. Yeah. I have no idea. But anyway, so the reason why I bring this up, and because the whole talk this week was about the gloves, is that of course there's a Cabeza song related to the gloves. I thought I played this already, but Justin, you say I didn't. I don't think you did. I'm, if you did, then I have a horrible memory. So when I'm trying to talk about the show, and as things come up, there are Cabeza songs that are directly really related to the uh, the same issue. Um, so here is the song that talks about the glove. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. Man, I can sure testify to that. It's this Paul singing his OJ. As many times as I've seen blood, shed blood, gave blood, I never knew a person could contain so much. You had too much, baby. And damn if it didn't ruin the gloves you gave me. Oh, baby. Call Nicole, baby. Oh, my darling, I... I can't get the blood off your gloves, baby. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why... Can't get the blood of your gloves, baby. Now I'm cold, baby. Latex and leather is something I can't get used to. No matter how I try. Oh, no, baby. You see, I know they're supposed to fit, but they just don't. And baby, that's no lie. Oh, no, Nicole. They all say it's OJ. What am I gonna do? I should have got away clean. When I was killing you, that guy Ron Goldman was messing with OPP. Got messed up by those gloves. Why'd you give them to me? Did you know what come to this? Did you know your time was near? When I left the condo, there was nothing moving. 
you screamed, OJ, what are you doing, my darling? I, I can't get the blood off your gloves, baby. Oh, no. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why. I can't get the blood off your gloves, baby. Darling, I can't get the blood off your gloves, baby. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why Can't get the blood off your gloves, baby You're listening My so darling, I, I was angry about the, get the blood off your gloves, baby. But I think it's because that was on the produced version of the song. I'm that imagine. was on the whatever the karaoke, the karaoke yeah, right. version. And so Still, because all of a sudden I noticed those backup singers. I'm like, he got backup singers? No, he always made it fit. Like, he, he knew which, for those that don't know, Dick Cabeza is my husband. And he when he would create these songs, and if there were songs that he knew needed, like, the backup singers, he crafted the song to kind of fit with whatever was already existing in the uh, karaoke version so that this way it sounded right. Um, and if it didn't, then we would have to create it, you know, separately, or have to find a version without backup singers. So yeah, Gosh. that's why. <laughs> that's why that I may have, I might, I might have to backpedal a little bit. Maybe we did play that, but I still don't think it was a lose. I th- well, no, I, and this so week great. was the glove episode, right, yeah. so it makes sense. So hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. I'm telling you, sometimes it's hard to listen back to some of these Dick Cabeza things because while we were trying to lighten up the seriousness of of the case and the circus surrounding the case. It's still such a horrible thing. Oh yeah. To talk, I mean, it, I don't know how he kind of he he was able to kind of bridge that gap, and I I don't know if I'll play Ron Goldman. It, it's a really great song, but it's really incredibly sad. It, it, it's yeah, it's to Rocket Man. Oh yeah, it, it's a great song and it's performed really well. And it's but it's just like heartbreaking to listen to. Uh, and and Tim said uh, he doesn't he hasn't listened to it since since we aired it. <laughs> it it was made so him feel hard. like he needed a shower. Yeah, he's like I don't know how I did that. I don't know how. It's I funny. Did. So anyway, I wanted to get into a little bit of life with handle. I think we're going to make this like a regular segment. <laughs> so for those that don't know, I have been working at KFI for 23 years. Handle has been on the air in Morning Drive for 23 years. He's been at KFI a little longer than that. He started handle on the law previous to that. But I have worked with him for 23 years. And it's funny because when I first started working here, I was an intern and then I became a screener. And the very first day, and this kind of defines the relationship between Handel and I, and I've always meant to tell you the story, and I might have, I don't know if I've ever told you. You've told me, yeah. So the the very first day I actually screened for Handel's show, way back when. And think of this. I was driving in from Orange County. I had a full-time job. Okay, I worked in retail at the time. On top of the job? Yeah. Wow. I worked in retail at the time, so I had to work every day from like 11 to 8 at night. And then I went to school a couple days a week, (laughs) which was just a nightmare. And then I worked for Handel in the morning. So I was driving in an hour. It took me a solid hour to drive in every every day from Orange County for like $5 an hour. (laughs) It was just, and gas was 99 cents at the time, so maybe it was worth it, (laughs) you know, like a but the first day I worked for Handel as a screener, um, he was on a remote. And I was screening calls, and there was something wrong with the computer. And when I would put the calls up, and he would try to go to them, so for some reason the calls would drop or whatever. It, it, he would go to a call, and it wouldn't be there. And he didn't have a screen in front of him, so he was getting pissed. 
So I could hear him just getting angry because Paul would have to say in his ear after he's already because if you say if you say anything to handle in his ear, he gets distracted. So you sort of have to wait for him to say Mark in Buena Park and then go, he's not there. And then, <laughs> oh, Mark's not there. Paul from Orange. Uh, Paul Trump. Uh, okay, Paul's not there. So I've, I've tried to tell him things in his ear, and he thinks that it's out on the air. Yeah, and he'll stop ex- whatever he's doing. Or he'll just respond to me. Yeah. But the listeners can't hear us when we talk to his ear only. Yeah. yeah. So there's that that happens with him. And also, just as an aside, the other thing is when Handel is out on a remote, he spe- the further away he is from the radio station, station the louder he speaks. <laughs> Even though there's, even though you remind him, there's a microphone right in front of you. The further away he's broadcasting from the station, the louder he yells. That's just the way he is. So anyway, I, I'm working with him this day. The calls are dropping. We don't know what's going on with the screen. It's driving me crazy. It's driving him crazy. During the break, dope that he is. <laughs> the dope that he I is. I want to make it clear because I, I think it, it needs to be said that when you say this, you are honestly saying this in a with very affection. loving way. Yes. This is the dynamic that you two share. Yes. It's not you talking crap in no. any way, shape, or no, form. No, because I would say that to his face. Right, exactly. And he would so, sit here and laugh about yeah. it and go, I remember that. Exactly. I was so, an idiot. dope that he is, during the break, when he's not live on the air, he starts talking to the board up back at the radio station. And he is complaining. Oh, my God. He's complaining about me. Oh, my God. She's so stupid. She's such an effing idiot. Oh, my God. What the hell is wrong with this one? What? And he's just ta- and and Paul at the time, I remember so distinctly because I had to sit in front of Paul. So I'm sitting right there. I'm hearing everything. So I look over my shoulder at Paul, who's looking at me like, oh, my God. I can't. And, I, and Rich sweat. and Rich and Ken are going, oh, my God. <laughs> Doesn't he know he has a microphone? Like, Hello. You can hear he, she can hear you. And I just remember not saying anything at the moment and finishing the show. And then what I did was I walked over to the program director's office. At the time, it was David G. Hall, who's our program director. And I knocked on his door. And he said, come in. And I said, no, it's okay. I don't need to come in. I said, but I want you. I know you're going to talk to Handel today. And mind mind you, I am 21 years old, and I am terrified. Like, I'm I'm nervous, like ball of nerves. Oh, my God, I'm going to get fired because the host thinks I'm an idiot. But I knew if I didn't stand up for myself, it was it was going to be really bad. So I went, to, I knocked on the program director's office, and I said, "I know you're going to talk to Handel today. I know you probably heard about what happened today and the technical issues we were having. I want when you talk to Handel, I want you to tell him that I heard everything he said, and that I will see him tomorrow." And the, dun, PD, dun, dun. the PD was like, "What?" I said, "No, just tell him that. Just tell him that." So I remember. Going home and thinking, oh God, I got to deal with this tomorrow. And I, th- Bill called me at home, tried to call me at home, but I didn't answer the phone. And so he uh, didn't leave a voice. When you say you didn't answer, this is before caller ID. Did you not know it was him? And you no, just he, the call? I think he left a message and he said, if I remember correctly, because I was still living with my parents at the uh-huh. time, I think he left a message and he said it was Bill and hey, uh, if you get a chance, give me a call. And so I just didn't call him back. And so the next morning I came in, and I was here before he was, next morning, and he walks in, and I walked into him, and I said, and he started to talk, and I said, before you say anything else, you had no idea what was going on yesterday. We had, And I said, we had all kinds of technical issues. I am not a moron. I am not an effing idiot. And if you ever have anything to say about me, you say it to my face. 
And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and I said, so just so you know, I ain't going to, I, if I hear you talking crap about me, I'm going to come to you every single time. <laughs> just know that now. I like in the long-term story that he fell in what I call professional love with you. Like that he's like, I got to keep this chick around. Well, and I knew at the time, because, you know, I'm 21 years old. And I yeah. knew at the time I had to really kind of set myself up for success. And the only way I was going to do that was to be able to say I'm not going to bow down. Hey, when I F up, I'll take I'll take responsibility for it. But that was not my fault. Right. And so don't call me an idiot for it. So that kind of cemented our relationship. And then after that, his producer ended up going on maternity leave and I was filling in for her. And then she came back and then she decided she didn't want to. She wanted to stay home with her kids. And so I applied for the position and they gave it to me. And the rest is history. So <laughs> are we getting to what happened now? Are yes. we back in present day? By the way, you spilled like twice today. Did you see it? No. I see so little of what goes on. I got to take pictures. Of there because it. it, it it's hard to explain to people listening, but I sit in a separate room. So I'm in a control room. You basically see the back of my head. I see the back the of Michelle's of head face. the whole show. And then I see Handel uh, sometimes talking to me, sometimes talking directly to his microphone. Sometimes gesturing yeah. wildly. My favorite part is, though, during the commercial break, sometimes I will see violent gesticulation. <laughs> and just and Michelle is always sitting still. Very like it, or and it, you have headphones on, right? And I know his mic isn't going into your headphones, so sometimes well, it looks. It's uh, usually my headphones are cocked for off one the year. year. You yeah, do one year, uh-huh. but from behind I can't. So it just looks like he's talking to someone who can't hear him. <laughs> so that makes no, me giggle. And but. well, and I know, and I know, Handel, I know how he sometimes gets really upset about something, or he's very passionate about something, and if you. If you match what? that passion or you match that oh. that anger, it just it escalates. It escalates. And during the show, I need him. I need to get him back to what he's supposed to be doing. Because usually, what he's complaining about has nothing to do with what he's going to do in the next five minutes. <laughs> That's probably very true. So yeah, so yeah, behind the scenes with handle. So anyway, yeah, he spilled twice today, and uh, usually that I mean, he just <laughs> it's, coffee cup has a lid on it. Diet Coke doesn't. And so that gets spilled, and then then he's like looking for the paper towels, and I'm giving them to him, and I just take them back, and then five minutes later he spills again. So this this brings up this whole conversation that I had with him earlier this week, because um, it was just I have these moments of, of of interaction with Handel that I find completely hilarious, and I started to I think I'm going to continue at this, but I used to do this a long time ago where I would frame it on my blog as a screenplay yes. <laughs> like in a movie. This is great. And so this week the episode is called Handle on the Toaster Oven. And oh. let me here, once uh, – okay. You're going to play Handle yes. mostly because one of my favorite things is – again, this is all in love. <laughs> I, I cannot stress that enough, and it's not me trying to cover for anything. No, there is if here's the thing. I'll say this while we're talking about handle behind the scenes. There is no one at this station who works harder for handle than Michelle Q. Well, thank you. And there is no reason to do it for her. I mean, yes, she gets a paycheck, but Michelle is so good at what she does. She could do it anywhere, and it's because she loves this guy and knows how to work with him that she and that's why I think it's so funny when she does like her impression of him. <laughs> and so you're going to play me, I'm going to play yeah. Handel and let me read the uh the narration before we the get set up. Okay. Yeah, let me read the narration. Right. Uh after the first line you can start playing what we were playing and then I'll read the next little narration. <laughs> Sounds good. So, 
this this is I called it I I do everything handle on the since it's handle on the law <laughs> like handle on the religion yeah. handle on so this is handle on the toaster oven so this conversation between Bill Handle and producer Michelle happened between nine and nine oh one a.m. this morning. Go ahead. Fade in. Interior KFI Studios Burbank. Day. William Wolf Handle is pacing the hallways at KFI looking for a place to toast his bagel from Western Bagel. He looks worried. Producer Michelle encounters him in the hallway. Did you get your bagel toasted? No, I gotta go all the way over there to get it toasted. I don't have time. Why don't you use the toaster oven in your office? It doesn't toast. Huh? It's a toaster oven. It, it's in the description. Uh, I thought it didn't toast. I guess I should check that. See? Now, now if you go to KFI640.com, use the keyword producer Michelle, you get a very, very zoomed in picture of Handel's toaster oven knob. That says what? Toast! Thank you! Now, he uses it for his beloved uh, cheese sandwiches. And to- ham and cheese sandwiches and stuff. So that's why it, it's so funny. It doesn't toast. It doesn't so- toast. It's so great because my impression of him, and I know I haven't been around as long, is that he he is he has a he has, I guess, a reputation for being kind of scatterbrained. But I think also I think what it is is that he get he can easily hyper focus in on things. Absolutely. Which makes it seem like he's not paying attention to what you're doing, but right. it's because he's hyper focused on something else that's not what you're <laughs> expecting of him. But he's by no means an idiot. Like no, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's, but he's it, not an but idiot. This but this is really stupid. But that I know, and because he's such a smart guy, and I'm like, yes. it's a toaster oven. It's in the description. <laughs> well, it doesn't toast. What do you mean it doesn't toast? And oh, this this is indicative of some sometimes the stuff that I have to deal with. Right. Handle when something is right in front of his face and he doesn't see it. This is like 60 something... seconds in the life of Michelle Cube. Yes. And she's been doing these 60-second type things for 20-plus years. <laughs> this is just like when I put something in front of him for the show. Oh, Here's so the information that you need for the next segment. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then five seconds before he goes on the air. Where is it? Where's I can't find it. It's right in front of you. No, it isn't. You didn't give it to me. You didn't... And then I walk around, and I look at the stuff right in front of him, and I oh, he goes, oh, there it is. There it is. It was right there. Like I'm a magician and I like pulled it out from under my sleeve. (laughs) It's like what he thinks I am sometimes. (laughs) It is. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. That was really funny. (laughs) So I wanted to get into some of this other stuff because, okay, I don't have children. I have dogs. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And everybody's doing well except now rocks. Okay. Buffy's doing okay. She's still eating off a plate, which is a miracle. Although I don't know what it is, she can't. It, it, I tried curved plates and flat plates, <laughs> but I don't know if it's because she doesn't have a lot of teeth, so she's having trouble picking the food up off the plate. But she's eating off a plate right now, so let's just leave it at that. She's right. doing. Princess is doing really well, and Roxy, who is the overweight Chihuahua mm-hmm. that we have, has been <laughs> hobbling around on three legs for the last two weeks for no for no apparent reason. reason. Yeah. And I think. She's bullshitting me <gasps> because here's here's why she she was fine until one day I noticed I came home. And I go, why is she popping? Why is she holding the leg up? She has some, you know, knee issues that she's had in the past. So I thought, OK, maybe your knee's bothering her. So we confined her for a couple of days so she wouldn't go up and down the stairs. 
And she was still holding the leg up. Like, she just holds the leg up. My husband thinks she does it because she could sit down faster. <laughs> it was, look, it makes her, she's faster for her to sit down. She doesn't have to tuck the leg. It's already up. She just sits. Um, and I've seen her use it when she thinks I'm not looking. No. I swear to God. I swear to God. If she doesn't see me looking at her and she's walking or running, I see her using the leg. And then the other day, I saw her using the leg and I looked at her and she's staring at me. And then all of a sudden the leg is on the floor and then all of a sudden she picks it up. Like slowly? Like, like is slowly. It like, a- like maybe she won't notice. <laughs> So I think it's bullshit. <laughs> it doesn't seem to bother her when I touch it. I can pull at it. Yeah. I can touch it. There's Move nothing it broken. Nothing. I don't know what it is. But I would not have believed your uh, your BS theory until the slow raise. Thank you. I never thought dogs would do that. But yeah. There are people listening right now, I'm sure, who are big time dog people. They're like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. That's and if you watch, if you go to my Facebook page. Um, you can see a video that I took last night of Princess chasing the drone around again, and Roxy gets involved, and I swear she's using that leg. Facebook.com what? Uh, it's just a produce, uh, Michelle Cube Kelly on there Facebook. Yeah. So if you go there, you can see the video I took last night. But anyway, I don't have – so this is a whole preface to uh, the fact that I don't have children. Yes. So I have dogs. So I have to go to Justin. I have children. For the answers to these questions. I followed this Twitter feed that is absolute, absolutely hilarious called Honest Toddler – and if you don't, even if you don't have kids and you are on Twitter, you need to follow Honest Toddler at Honest Toddler. And if you do have children, this is a, a Twitter feed that is made for you. It is hilarious. I just have to tell you some of the best, uh, the best Honest Toddler tweets. Um, one, uh, this is from Yes. Okay, Yes, my hand was wet when I touched your face, but calm down. It's just pee pee. Yeah. So these are all from the perspective of your toddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the toddler trying to rush me. Commence slowdown. <laughs> This was my favorite from this week. Sharing is fun. Yeah, because nothing says good times like having less. And your favorite one from this week yes. was Ariana Grande looks like a first grader with a credit card. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Like she could, she does. She looks so all dolled up. Yeah. Look at this one. Babysitter will be here any minute. Strip naked and rub Vaseline all over my chest. Come at me, Poppins. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to read a couple more. If you did a secret poo on the floor, would would you bring mommy to it, cover it with a blanket, or hide, asking for a friend? <laughs> <laughs> she told me to get my shoes. I came back with a spoon. <laughs> just, Dear mama's friend, I don't have a fever. She just doesn't want to go. Don't worry. She lies to me, too. It's hilarious. Like, it's you so have great. to, you, it, even if you go now and just look at what's been posted there previously, it's it's just the funniest thing and she and the person who did this honest toddler also had a book called toddlers are assholes Mm -hmm. and i gave the book to bender because i told bender we got to do something on this because he's got toddlers a toddler right now and uh and he says everything in the book is true it is absolutely true all i had to hear was the title (laughs) i didn't have to open crack the book and i could go oh yeah everything that lady if you because here's the thing when you have young children, I, this was kind of my stand-up act, and when you have young children and you say things like, toddlers are assholes, right. it it hits right to the core, and it's the thing that people don't want to say out loud, but everybody Everybody's, thinks. Exactly. Every, nobody, very, here's the thing. You will m- maybe see a toddler and go, oh, that's cute, but right. most of the time when you see toddlers, you're like, man, that kid's kind of being a punk. <laughs> so this, this just exactly describes it. Oh, my gosh. And and the person who created it is also coming out with a, a new book called Nobody Likes a C-Block. Yes. Which is, is that the children's book thing? It's the children's book oh, thing. Oh, my yeah. God. That is so funny. It's yeah. like Go the F to Sleep. But... Here it is. The stars are out. It's dark outside. I can see that there's sleep inside of your eyes. 
Stay warm in your bed on our door. Do not knock because nobody likes a C block. Yeah. I don't want to say the word. Right. Even though well, there's a great, just to give you an idea, imagine a children's book illustration, yeah. but with two squirrels <laughs> doing it uh, squirrely style, I guess. I don't know. And they both have the surprise look of like, exactly. what are you doing here? Exactly. So anyway, the it's reason- It's a great I, gag gift for a new parent. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because while I was fo- following Honest Toddler, um, they tweeted out a link to a website called I, I think hate- it's a blog, isn't it? Yeah, it's a blog called I Hate ca- Caillou. Ca- Caillou. Oh. I Hate Caillou. And so I wanted to know, who is this Caillou? Caillou is a Canadian show for toddlers that every parent that sees it hates it. Well, and what's, if, is the character like a, a an animal? Or? No, he's a boy who's four years old. The, the, the theme song is like, I'm just four years old. And he has this really high, here's, there are multiple things. This is, I talk about this in my stand-up. First of all, he's four years old and bald. Every other kid in the Caillou universe has hair, but he does not. His little sister has hair. He does not. And does they he have never... cancer? No, he looks like he does. He lo- I had to stop saying this because I said he kind of looks like a Make-A-Wish kid, but it would really get people oh. in a comedy club upset. <laughs> and if you go to a comedy club and you make people upset, that's something that's really, really wrong in my opinion. But uh, I said that he. they don't explain it. I'd say he just sleeps too close to the water heater bald. We don't know. But the part that drives every parent nuts is his voice. He has a super high, squeaky voice. Like a goes, whiny voice? Yeah, it's like, I'm a duck. Look at me. And he's four, so he shouldn't He shouldn't talk like that. like that. And the part that I think drives most of us nuts, too, is that when the parents talk, they're like, oh, Caillou, mommy loves you so much. And that's not how it should be. <laughs> I don't care if you put this garbage on at 1130 at night. I just want one episode where Caillou's mom goes, hey, Caillou, I'm going to need you to shut the hell up, okay? <laughs> Mommy's trying to enjoy your stories and a glass of Chardonnay, and your voice is crocking vases in here, so get the hell out of my face. You want to be a duck? Be a duck in the other damn room. Now, parents hate Caillou, but kids love him? Kids love anything that you put in front of them that's shiny and movie. <laughs> that's all that matters. So- I hate that show. I don't know how it's on the air. Well, and there's whole... Um- Discussions about how to block Caillou from, you know, your, your Netflix, Netflix yeah. and all that stuff because people are going being driven I crazy swear, over it. Now, this is me being serious. This is it like when my kids started watching it, my wife lets them watch all that stuff. I let them watch stuff that's like for 10-year-olds, like SpongeBob, right. because I think that's funny and good and much better than whatever Caillou could teach them. But when she would let him watch it, he started regressing like verbally. Like oh. he started talking more like a baby. And I had to go, no, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not having it. I literally had to block Caillou from my house. Oh, wow. It's horrible. What, did he cry? No, the kids don't care. Like I said, shiny and moving. Thing. Shiny and moving. They're well, assholes, remember? They're, I'm looking at this blog, this I Hate Caillou blog. And, uh, and I see this picture of these two little bunnies. And the the title of the blog is called I Hate Ruby and I Think She Killed Her Parents. <laughs> these are great. So I need to know now who are Max and Ruby and why why are their parents gone and nobody cares? Yeah, I don't Cuz here's here's what the here's what the blog says. Max and Ruby are two bunny children who live alone. Yep. Their next-door neighbor is their grandmother. Ruby, the bunny sister, is known for being a bossy bitch who makes yep. her bunny brother Max feel about as useless as a used condom. Yep. Why do Max and Ruby live alone? Why did it, it, Grandma's right next door. What kind of weird white trash hillbilly family is it that you can't come live with grandmoms, but we're going to keep you on the back nine and you kids take care of yourselves? It says, so glad you asked. The two bunny children live independently in their fully furnished home because Ruby, who display, displays psychopathic tendencies, probably killed them. She dresses like a mother, too. So there's no. So Max and Ruby, their parents have never been in the no. episode. You no. never see Max. Do they no. ever call? No. 
They're never referred to. <laughs> never That's why this person heard. who wrote this blog is pretty much dead on, is that this looks like a, a, a painting of a pretty picture of a serial killer. <laughs> She's, she menendez her bunny parents and now is taking care of her little brother and not even really being nice to him. Like, it, everything is super condescending to the little brother. That's another uh-huh. show that I won't let my kids watch. And, weirdly enough, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a little while since I just got out of this these woods because right. the younger kid watches what the older kid wants to watch anyway. But uh, I think it's on the same network that Caillou is on. Oh, probably. Yeah. The Max and Ruby show teaches children. This is from the blog. Teaches children how to hold your siblings down in life and make them into your personal yes. slave. It empowers young children to act like assholes and undermine the efforts of their kind but slow peers like Max. It tells you that boys are stupid and girls are super smart and everybody should listen to whatever girl is in your life. Well, that's not a problem. I don't uh, see a problem with that. I may or may not have misspoken there. <laughs> I may have you seen the I mouse may pad? have forgotten where I was, which may disprove my point. Have you? Ha- <laughs> do you see the mouse pad that I have in the office? No, I haven't seen that, actually. It's, it says where boys are made, and it and it has boys in windows, and it says the stupid factory. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Every, I gotta finish reading this blog. It's hilarious. Every now and then, Max has a moment of triumph, which is probably followed by a week in the hole, eating only the unwashed carrot tops that Ruby throws down to him. Put the carrot in the effing basket. It puts the carrot in the basket or it gets the hose. <laughs> Why hasn't the grandmother Ooh, called protective services? There's a reason you never see Max and Ruby's grandfather. He's probably being held captive somewhere only Ruby knows. <laughs> Maybe that's why Grandma takes care of her. Maybe exactly. she's also a serial killer. Yeah, the promise of seeing him alive one day is the only reason Grandma hasn't dialed the bunny 911. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm so glad I have you to talk to about Agent Oso. Stuff. Agent Oso is the worst show imaginable. What when, is Agent Oso? When we grew up, we had the smartest teddy bear in the world. <laughs> Our kids have the dumbest bear I've seen in my entire life. Were but, you talking about Teddy Ruxpin? No, Teddy Ruxpin is a puppet. Uh, Agent Oso, they got the kid from Goonies to be the voice of the bear. That's uh-huh. how serious. This is a Disney Junior show. Got it. And it, the premise is that a secret agent, stuffed teddy bear, mm-hmm. will parachute in from outer space or wherever. When you need him? Yep. To so, help. Is there like a signal, like a yep. bat signal? And he, but he does it to help the kids learn to tie their shoes. That's what he does. Hey, secret bear. Well, I yeah. can't tie my shoes. He has, his signal is he has a little like pager that goes off like he's a weed dealer. <laughs> it goes, and it says, Timmy needs help tying his shoes. And he goes, oh, crap, I'm on my way. And he parachutes in, right? Now, here's where it gets good, though. When he gets there is when we find out that he does not know how to tie shoes himself. Whatever job he's been brought in to do, he can never do that job. He's never an expert. So evidently, stuffed animal government works just like ours. And then he doesn't ask the, the, the Palm Pilot or Pager or what, Wolf. Or, he, asks, he asks your kid through the television for help. And then he waits for a response. It's super creepy. Oh, my God. He says, I can't remember. Does the rabbit go around the hole or through it? And then blinks at your child for 20 seconds, waiting for the child to answer. And at the end of the 20 seconds, like, here, we had questions asked to us. Mr. Rogers had the most famous question of all. He would say, hi, how are you, neighbor? And then he'd move on so things don't get awkward. But also doesn't do that. He waits for a response. And then at the end of the response, he always says the same thing. Thanks. Like, gives you a thumb up. Like, no matter what the kid said at home, he's right. It's crazy. Awesome. Oh, God. I can't wait to have a child. (laughs) I got to be honest. Hearing you talk about what you do for your dogs, you and I may have to have a powwow. Maybe Gary Hoffman's a better person to talk to. (laughs) 
Gary, I think, would have to do a little scared straight before you start raising children in the way you take care of your dogs. It would be kind of funny. I, I saw a, a tweet from a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Krista. And she, a couple of years ago for St. Patty's Day, dyed her daughter's eggs green. And she did green eggs and ham. And there's this great photo of these green, bright green eggs on yeah. the plate, and her daughter is like crying. crying. Yes, face is all yeah. red. She doesn't get it. And God I, forbid you do something fun and nice. And I, and I posted to her little picture. I said, "I cannot wait to have kids to mess with them like this." <laughs> and she was like, "Best comment ever." This is true. You know, it's if you fun. can maintain that attitude and not let your love get in the way, it's perfect. Then we're good. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's going to be it for this week. But go to kfiam640.com keyword producer Michelle or keyword Justin. You can hear all the stuff Justin's been doing on the Handle Show. You can see my latest blog, which will have this podcast and all the other podcasts we've done so far. Follow me on Twitter at prod Michelle or on Justin at kfi Justin. Make sure to go to thedadpodcast.com because it's awesome. Thank you. And you can follow Princess on Instagram at PGKTheChi. So see you next week. And I want you guys to leave here always remembering the – are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Always, always remember this. You is kind. You is smart. You is important. You is it's smart. You is kind. You is important. See you next week, people. Bye-bye. Rest assured that when I start to make you nervous and I'm going to extremes, tomorrow I will change and today won't mean a thing. I'm a bitch, I'm a love.